Welcome to the Soul Connection Duo podcast. We are your hosts, Alexa and Sydney, and we are so excited to have you here with us today. Get ready to connect to your soul and start healing within. Today, our guest is Joe Greenland, also known as Fox Dreamer. Fox Dreamer is that connection bridging the space that can sometimes form between us and the natural flow of energy. Steeped in tradition or traditional native spirituality, Fox Dreamer is attuned to the messages available to you by channeling the power of your spirit guides. Once revealed, that power provides an opportunity for the universe and the soul to begin the healing process. Clarity and presence and understanding are gifts that are ready for us to receive, and Fox Dreamer is the conduit that can bring you there. Welcome to the Soul Connection Duo podcast, Joe. We are so excited to have you today, and Joe is going to start us off with a little clearing this afternoon. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Um, whatever the interview and things like that, I pray it's going to bring wonderful things into both your lives and to all the other people who decide to sit in, listen, or partake of this, and whatever the angels, spirits, and that people are seeking answers and knowledge that somewhere they'll receive a blessing and something good in it all. So this is always a really big thing. This is sharing knowledge and doing stuff. So I just said I would light a smudge and call in angels, spirit guides, teachers, healers, helpers. So I always call in the creator, the central sun, awesome to come through for the three of us here to be grounded, to be centered, to be cleared in whatever we need to channel and share. I always like calling the creator through the sun into this galaxy, into the world, to earth, to into the homes, each one of us are homes, through our computers and that, and allow the creator to enter our minds to open and expand. So we're in real alignment, we're grounded, bringing through what people need to receive Allowing clarity, peace, joy, happiness, blessings, wisdom, knowledge, all these wonderful things to be filled with that. Allow the energy to go to the third eye, expanding the third eye, allowing to see, removing any filters, fears, doubts, worries. Drop it down into the throat throat chakra, asking to be a clear channel, to be a medicine, whatever that needs to come through your voice, whether it's singing, talking, speaking channeling whatever god and all the wisdom comes through you and don't worry about things people think or say it's just be the conduit trust in in all the good things in all the other lifetimes the ancestors spirit guides teachers either selfers drop into your heart uh, higher heart connect that stronger to god then go into your heart chakra like god's love light angel spirits everything radiate energy out through around you everywhere into the earth, into the universe, wherever that blessing needs to go. If you got family, friends, and that that need help, let God send that through you to assist them in any way. Down into your solar plex, releasing all cords, contracts, people, whatever you've learned that now that can release from other lifetimes in this one. Also send a blessing to people so they can go on their journeys, grow and expand and learn. Releasing these cords as you do that, call back all your soul pieces, all your energy from every life, every last thing, gift ability that's yours to use. God gave it to you, so ask for it all back to be the person you came here to be. Drop into the sacral, 
asked the third dimension energies to be healed, shut off, and started asking to bring in the fourth, fifth dimension energies to grow and build, to create and manifest your future, to bring all the love, joy, happiness, and everything that's yours in the future. Wherever you go, you can walk and live in this energy. Drop to the base chakra, releasing all fears, worries, hurts, pains, past life, anything that's locked in there, keeping you stuck in the lower energy. Ask the universe to help you how to release this. Drop into the Earth Mother, ask her to cleanse the energy around you in your home, taking anything that you don't need, blessing it, color into your home. Ask her to fill your home with the love and goodness to be with you when you travel places to help you to see and know the visions and things, whatever you need to understand about the future. If you're going to create a home, ask her where you're going to live, what you're going to create and do. If you're going to have gardens, you're going to help people. She can help you to attract and find and manifest all these things. Calling her children, the four-legged, two-legged, wings, three ones, five ones, standing people, rock people, sky people, water people. Calling the atoms, electrons, uh, protons, the mana and prana, which are life forces. Calling your angels, guides, spirits, ancestors, healers, gurus, avatars, the ones that know you all your lifetimes, past, this one now. All the things you need to share and do and access to help people. Call in the spirits east, south, west, north, and ask God to bless this to be with you throughout your day, every day, filling your home and your life with the mysteries and the wonders of creation. And I'll just send this back to you, and we can go into the, the little paw, whatever we're doing here. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. That was a beautiful way to start off our episode here today. Mm -hmm. And I think um, maybe we should start now with um, if you can tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got started doing all of your energy work. Originally, I'm from a little community in the Arctic. It's about 100 miles from the Arctic Ocean. It's called a clavic. It's an Eskimo word. It means place of air. And it's on a river, it's right on a point on the river. And long time ago, before the community, the bears used to come and eat and fatten up in the fall there. That's why they name it a clavic, the place of bear. So I grew up in this little community. It's about a hundred miles from the Arctic Ocean. And when I was born, my mom gave me to my grandfather. And my grandfather was aware of the universe and things. And as a little boy, I always saw stuff, always heard things, knew things. So he, guided me and taught me things and always had me ask the universe questions and things and, and not to fear. It's like something is going on. Instead of getting scared, asked to find out what it is, why it is, and different things. And he would send me off to other elders, other people in the community that also understood the earth and the universe. And He'd say, you go and ask this old person this. And I go over to the old person and say, well, my granddad told me to come here. And I would ask them and they, they would maybe do some chanting, drumming and things. And they would pass on wisdom and things to me. Afterwards, I'd always go home. My granddad would ask me things like what went on and I would share with them. One of the things he would do when I was a little boy, he'd ask me to look at a person. And I'd stare at a person and I'd see all this stuff around them. I'd see things in their future and other things. I didn't know what it was. It was just like, to me, like we didn't have TVs when, when I was small growing up. 
I mean, we didn't even have a lot of vehicles or snowmobiles or stuff like that. My granddad had three dog teams and everything we did, we traveled with dogs and the people they lived off the land, they were hunters and trappers. We were, we would live with the season. So whatever we needed each season, we would, you know, get what we needed to provide us for sustenance and berry picking and other things. So this is a way of life. We grew up in this community. And then one day they put Sputnik in the air and they brought TV into the community. I remember the first TV, it was a black and white one. This guy bought it and it was in his house and everybody in town was like, ooh, a magic box. We'd never seen one before. So we all went to this house and we we're all piling in there and we we're all staring at this weird little box. And it was the first one hour station was front page challenge. And it was a CBC program and it was just white and it went, Shh, and you see these people moving around and everybody's like, ooh, oh, you know, hearing all this stuff, right? And it was like the first experience. And after that, my granddad is like, you see this thing? It's the devil's machine. He says, when this thing come here, he says, it's going to change everything. So when I grew up, the natives and the, and the people, we all took care of one another. And when somebody was having hardship, everybody in the community got together and helped one another. Nobody ever went hungry or anything like that. But after I got into my teenage years and TV really got, got around, everything started changing. And what my granddad said all came true eventually. It's like mm -hmm. everything changes, changed in, in the way we looked at things. Um, like I said, I grew up with hunting and trapping and that. And then Greenpeace came along and stopped the hunting. So all of us people who live that way all of a sudden then have a means to make a living. So as I got older, I got into the oil rigs and jobs and other things to earn a living. And then the oil companies pulled out and I had a little bit of construction abilities. And my cousin asked me, he says, because he was going to school in Edmonton. He's like, why don't you move out here and check it out? I'm like, sure, why not? I mean, it's not going to hurt. I can always go back home. So I moved to Edmonton and I was staying with him. And through another relative I had, he introduced me to Native Healing Circles. My granddad died when I was 17. So my granddad told me before he left, he says, uh, always learn, always ask questions, always read. And I knew this was something because he told me it was very important. So I did a lot of reading, lots of stuff. In residential school when I was taken away at nine years old, um, I was taken by uh, welfare and then put on a plane and sent to residential school. And while I was there, the preacher says, no matter what you do, all you natives, you're heathens, you're going to burn in hell. So no matter what you learn or anything. So this pissed me off. I'm a kid. And I'm like, yeah, there's something wrong with this. So I spent my life reading, like, why are the Jews special to God? Why are the Chinese special? Why is this race and that? They all say they're special. Like the Muslims believe they're going to inherit the world. The Jews believe they're going to inherit the world. I'm like, but what about the rest of the people on the planet? Mm -hmm. And this preacher always screamed at us as little kids in this residential school you're going to burn in hell don't matter what you learn and i got just going to throw you in hell and burn you in my mind is like why create a bunch of people just to burn them then mm -hmm. being a child and seeing in that you could see stuff and you know they're liars and all kinds of stuff so and i was really glad my granddad taught me all this beforehand 
And when I moved to Edmonton, it was a big city. All of a sudden, there's every culture, every race, everything you can think and believe. There's good, bad. I mean, there's white magic, black magic, or just like everything. It's like, whoa, biggest circus you can walk into. And this cousin, he's like, uh, you want to go to healing circles? I'm like, never heard of this. I'm like, sure, I'm open. So I went with the cousin. He introduced me to these elders and I started these healing circles. I was like, you know, there's some kind of an energy, something really exciting here. And he says, you know, they do sweat lodges, they do this and do that. Well, that's not part of my culture. So I'm like, okay, I'm open. The elders like, do you want to come and do a sweat lodge? I'm like, sure. Went into the sweat lodge and all kinds of things happen. And that just made me more and more curious and want to know more because there's so many native cultures. If you start in the Arctic with the Inuvaluit or Inuit or whatever they want to call themselves, and you go all the way to the end of Brazil, they're all people on one continent. And there's a lot of native practices. You go to Peru, they got their shamans and wizards. You go to Mexico, they got curanderos and brujos. They go to the Blackfoot and they got their medicine men and the Crees and that. And they got ceremonies and rituals. So I, I spent a lot of time learning and studying. And I was very fortunate to have my granddad instill a lot of things in me. So starting off early in life, you know, looking at things and seeing and getting curious. Because the whole idea is to ask the universe. Everything comes from there. Everything. Your soul comes from there. Every last thing. So... If you need wisdom or you need something, it's like, uh, okay, guys around me, angels, spirits, whoever is there, what kind of teachers do I need? What kind of books or information that's important to my future? So really from my grandfather, my mom giving me to him and me seeing and understanding stuff and, and wanting to know, like, I'm glad the residential, the, the preacher that ran it, I'm glad he did what he did because it made me very angry, pissed me off. Mm -hmm. like, why are we all going to burn? It's like, why are the Jews special? Why are they going to have the earth? Like, what did I do wrong that I can't be a part of the earth, right? Mm -hmm. And there's so much beautiful books and knowledge out there. And reading, there's, it's, it's looking at everything as a puzzle. It's like looking at this backdrop behind me, all the stars being where they are. And then you got the trees around. And Everything has to fit in. Everything has its own place in that. And if you understand with knowledge in that, you start seeing these links and all these other things. And after spending a lifetime of learning, this is where I want to teach and help people. I hope in a way that gives you a bit of an answer. I know I've jumped all over, but sort of explained a little bit about me. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Like, I don't think either of us probably knew a lot of that about you. So Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, sorry, you had to go through all that. But sometimes no like, problem. you know, these really hard experiences are sometimes like our greatest teachers in the end, right? So exactly. um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. So it's not about being sorry, I survived it all. Yeah, I, mean, I created it. I created everything because it can't happen unless you ask God before you're born to walk through these lives. Yeah, Years later, after you learned all these things, and you look back, you're like, wow, I got this ability i got this gift i got that strength i learned this i did this if i can change my life after all of this everybody else can do it too and some people they want to sit in their things it's like oh poor me mm -hmm. it's like I, I tell a story i'm like 
one time I was going to an elder and I wanted pity. Man, oh man, I wanted pity. I want to like say, oh, you poor thing. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to save you, you know. And I'm, I'm, I'm in one of my, I call them pissy parties. <laughs> I was young, you know. And, and you get into these silly way of being, right? And I knew this old man had a lot of knowledge and wisdom and I went to him. And I thought he was going to really feel sorry for me. And I said, Mary, with my, my story and all this stuff. And he kept asking me things and doing stuff. And he didn't go into the pity in that. He just told me, oh, in a month's time, this is going to happen. Oh, I see this and that going on. And this is where you're going to be in the future. And I'm like, but I'm not here for that. I want you to pity me. Don't <laughs> tell me about my future. I don't want to know. Just, just feel sorry for me. And this went on and on and on. Then we smoked the pipe and he prayed and he talked to the spirits. And he says, you're going to get mad at me, but eventually you're going to understand. So I went home and I was so mad. I was throwing books and stuff around. <laughs> I wanted to smash everything because he wasn't feeling pity for me. And then time went on. And I was really, really mad at him because I didn't get what I wanted. But everything he was telling me was all happening. And I sat down one day and I looked at myself and I'm like, what's wrong with you? And in my mind, I saw an image of me sitting in the corner and I'm sitting there and I got this big dirty diaper on that I haven't taken off. I, am I going to grow up and be responsible or am I going to change all of this and fix up my life and start being responsible and learning and growing, especially with the knowledge and the things I understood? And I'm like, oh my. God, I got to take that diaper off and throw it away. You know, I got to clean this act up. I can go around asking people to pity me and feel sorry. That doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. So then I stood up and I'm like, I got to stop this. I got to change this. Yeah, I mean, human beings, we go through lots of terrible things, but our souls survive for a reason. Every day we wake up and we open our eyes. That's the most beautiful gift because God gave you to day to experience happiness joy sadness maybe something scary whatever but today you get to see and do all of that and you get to grow from it you don't know if you're going to wake up tomorrow so the biggest gift god gives you each day when you open your eyes that's the most beautiful thing because you get to change reality you get to grow you get to do a lot of things mm -hmm. and you get to appreciate things as you grow with knowledge and wisdom and go forwards and, and it brings a blessing. It, it, it's something very beautiful. Sometimes you can't even put it into words or express it. It's, it's amazing, transformative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you kind of like you touched on two, I think, really interesting and important things there. Like one being just how much you can change your life when you change your energy, because you're if you're not looking for that, like pity, you're looking for the, the good things that are coming as this man was telling you then it changes so much um and the other piece of that that really interests me too is like this soul contract piece where like like you say all of your experiences are chosen to an extent right so the the in the natives and lots of cultures we talk about we're star beings like these stars behind me they're all different homes and different worlds and some of them are really highly evolved in that and you saw earth and you're like i'm gonna go there so you came here and your soul looked around and you saw your parents you're like mm, maybe not and you went to 10 other people on the planet and you kept looking and you saw okay if i'm born on this time what kind of a journey in life i'm gonna have i'm gonna have what i want 
Is there going to be good things, bad things? Because you're you're responsible as the angel. When you decide to step into the body, this is the journey because your parents, the environment, the people, the town, the city, the beliefs, it's all going to imprint and it's going to send you on the journey. So you're responsible for that. You chose your parents and there was a dynamics in it all. And when you're born, you shut off to that reality. You know, you're now you're stuck in this cement suit and you're trying to walk around like Frankenstein and figure out well, how do I navigate and figure all of this out, right? And how responsible am I? It's like, yeah, I got spanked. Yeah, this and that happened, but I'm still here today. And what's the beautiful thing? What are the strengths? What are the things can I share with people? And so you you figure and the elders always say one day you're gonna journey back to your home when you go there you're gonna share your story of all your experiences here and everybody on your home world is gonna be celebrating exciting because you got all these stories to share and things and then others are gonna want to come to the earth and play their crazy games because i used to tell people a long time ago i says when i was an angel i was crazy man man i was in pain <laughs> i chose to come in in this body and walk through this crazy life like slap myself like what was i thinking but now when i look back on life i realize the beauty in it all this is where knowledge and all of that is so important and to love yourself love yourself through everything because there's no such thing as a mistake or wrong. Everything has something. And as you grow older, you're going to look at it differently. You're going to go, oh, wow. And you're going to see something in it. You're going to use it in a way to help others. Because if you can transform your life, then so can other people. It's not about pity or feeling sorry. Mm -hmm. I absolutely what you're doing here to show um it's like sharing your knowledge and helping people through sharing your knowledge Sydney and I have both come to your workshops before and I know we've learned so much in just a couple of sittings with you um and mm -hmm. you can tell just how much knowledge you have to share and how passionate you are about really getting your word out there exactly and this is what you guys are doing you're taking your experiences because you guys are right in it all and then you're you know, now you're interviewing people and you're bringing that out to open that world to other people. And this is something and it's a blessing to people because there's people out there that are going to come across this and they're going to grow and evolve from what you guys are doing. Like when, when you introduced me and um, there's an old medicine man that I knew and he wanted to give me a name. And I'm like, I didn't ask him for it. Like some people, they want to ask for a name. I have never asked for names. Uh, it just people come up to me and give me names. And so I, this old man, he asked me, can I do this? And I'm like, if you want to, I'm not, not asking. And so he started going into the sweat lodge. Every time he went in there, he pray and asked the spirits, like, what kind of name can I give to this man? And I want to do this. So the old man for over a year, he was going in the sweat lodge, praying, 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 always asking. And one day he gets this big download and he gets shown all this stuff. And he phones me up and he says, you got to come and visit. And so I'm like, when I got an opportunity, I will do that. I was in Alberta and he was in BC. So it came a time where I had the opportunity and I went and visit him. And so he told me the name that they had given him and the visions and everything connected and why they called me that. 
And so he gave me the name Shoni Homble is, is what he called me. And he says it translates into Fox Dream. Mm -hmm. But in the universe, when I say uh, my given name is Joe Greenland, but my spirit name is this, the spirits, they know and they see everything and they understand when I'm praying and who I am because they gave me the name. When I was a little boy, there was an Eskimo man in my community and he gave me the name and it's an Alaskan word and he called me Sonaric. I didn't know what the word was for years and years and years. And just a couple of years ago, I asked his grandson, I'm like, do you know what Sonaric means? And he says, in, in the Alaskan language, because I was just a little boy when this man saw me, he says, there's three meanings to the name. He says, the first one is like the sun. It's like the brightness of the sun. So this is one of the translations. The other one is a, like a knife or ulu. And when you have a knife or ulu, if you're in Uvalut and you live in the Arctic, it's, it's like you have everything because you've got fish, you can cut it, and you got meat and that, right? It, it's something that's very beautiful. And an ulu is a woman's, woman's knife. So she cleans and cuts the meat and feeds the family and that. So it's a really beautiful thing. And the other one is a carver. And I ended up becoming a carver. I ended up carving and, and I, I do dancers and animals and polar bears and all kinds of stuff I didn't know I was going to become a carver and he's the the grandson told me these are the three things that it means and some people when they look at me they just see me as this really bright light so it was very interesting because all these three things are very relevant to who I am today yeah. and the natives in the ancient times the Chinese and that they would look into the soul and I would see through the soul. I think the Arabs and the Jews and that still do that when a baby is born. They look into the soul and they see something about the person and they name that child that. And a lot of these cultures, it's a something you don't share with the world. It's a special private thing and you never reveal it to the world. But I feel I name my business after my spiritual name because... I want to heal people. And this was given to me by the universe. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So we all have spiritual or spirit names, like different names. Yep. Yeah. Everybody, the spirits know you. They see your whole life and, and certain things they say can tell a whole story about you. Right. Um, you go to my community, there's, there's a lot of people, they were given names right when they were babies by their grandparents and that. And they really, really honor it, and um, it's very special for them. Mm -hmm. So, especially when the grandparent gave it to them, and it means really lots. So, when you meet them, they'll say their their given name. Sometimes they won't say their their Western name; they'll just say what they were called by their grandparents. Hmm. Very cool. <laughs> there's there's in astrology. There's there's things like that. If you know ancient astrology, you can connect with your animal spirits. You can connect with a lot of stuff. Like everything has wisdom. Like I like old age. Like people say, oh, I'm into new age. I'm like me. I'm into old age because everything came way before I was born, and I'm just reading and learning it. My granddad knew it before me. His granddad knew it before him, and they just passed it on to me. And it's not new. It's something that's you know, and a science that's something very ancient and it has a truth in it. So mm -hmm. this is where I, I search for a lot of things. I want answers to 
help people and bring change and joy and happiness. Remove all the fears. Because you, once you start adding superstition and fears and adding dogma, whether it's Christianity or this and that, I don't believe in shutting down a person. I believe in empowering people. The more knowledge you have, the more peace, the more you can walk through things, the less you want to run away and be afraid. It's like, okay, if there's something there, like somebody goes, oh, there's an evil spirit. I'm like, no, there's a mischievous spirit. Mm -hmm. Mischievous is something, and it could be an entity that somehow got stuck in our dimension. It's trying to find a way back home, and nobody's helping it, and everybody's attacking it. So it's just fighting with everybody right maybe you sat down and talked with it and it's like you know i i don't know how i got here but i'd really like to go home and everybody's throwing shit at me and want to beat me up so i'm fighting for my ass so it's like hey he's mischievous maybe he's not really a bad dude after all so yeah. in some ways you you turn things around and you try to look at it from a whole nother aspect and you ask questions in the native culture like right now we say it's the purifying times we don't say, you know, all these other kinds of things because there's a cleansing going on and anything that's not good is going to be gone. Anything that's positive is going to go into the future. So there's ways of saying things that make you feel more safe and, and want to learn and grow more. Yeah, it's all about that perspective piece, I think. And if, mm-hmm. if you're fearful, then it's really not going to do you any favors. Exactly. <laughs> I just love the way that you talk about things like it's so eloquent and like it's just like no there's no one like you out there like I'm like he is one of the coolest people I've ever met like I think just your perspective on things and just your experiences from a young age obviously have kind of shaped you but what are your thoughts on like the intuitive abilities on children and like why do we repress this as a society like um nowadays uh not everybody represses it uh it's been conditioned out of people it's been conditioned out of cultures yeah and a lot of them accept this the schooling and the robot way but a lot of a lot of people they can go back to memory of children where they saw new things but they didn't have somebody there to help them understand and not be afraid and you want to fit in and you want to be loved and you want to be happy you don't want to be rejected so if you see auras and that you're talking to people and they're freaked out and screaming at you, you're going to shut it off. You're going to turn it off because they're not going to go, oh, that's so beautiful. Do you know all of this about it? And it's magic. And I'm that way. Because if they did that, man, you'd be just lit right up and you would never shut it off. So yeah. there's a conditioning over a long period of time. And a lot of people are waking up to that as we go more into the age of Aquarius people are waking up and they're realizing their old souls and things are going on inside them like both of you you're both waking up you both have gifts and that and somewhere you're going to release all these little locks and things inside yourself you're going to be your own little thief you're going to go in there like oh I know what this dial is and you'll click and all goes like Woo! you know it's like breaking into a bank all of a sudden it's like now oh, there's magic here right yeah yeah this is this is where the universe is giving everybody an opportunity the earth mother the more you talk to her the more you're going to go up in this vibration she wants you to get into the future and we live on her and she's supporting us so if you really talk to her she's going to find every way to assist and help you like a lot of people they go well i'm learning spirituality so i'm just going to go out in the universe i'm like why and they're like well you know, God or something is out there. I'm like, but you look behind here, where are you going? If I go out there, I don't know where I'm going. 
Right. So the idea is to go inside and invite everything to come to you. Because there are spirits and angels and that, and they know where they need to take you. There's schools and places in the universe. There's schools and places in the earth. And we live on the earth mother. And she's actually a living being. And she's a school. She's more intelligent than anybody knows. Uh, when you think of um, um, all of these different things that she creates, you know, and how she does that, how she created fish, how she creates trees, how she does all of this. And she's the most beyond intelligent uh, scientist you know you think all these things she can create and she can transform things so if you're talking to her she can give you all the wisdom she can open up she knows what she's going to look like in another hundred years she can allow you to see that mm -hmm. and there's just so much magic so going in here or like in the natives you come to the sweat lodge you go in there and you sit on the mother earth and you'll hear them talk about the mother earth and asking her different things in other ceremonies we always talk about the mother earth it's like we come from her because if it wasn't for food when your mom was pregnant your body wouldn't have grown and you know different chemicals and other things from the plants and that all came from her and it helped you to design your body your eyes your bone structure your hair everything about you is is from that and it, it's such a blessing and people don't recognize it mm -hmm. Yeah. And all the gifts that it provides. Like I know, obviously we talked a little bit about you on TikTok and you're going viral on that. And I know there's a video of you picking sage and you're um, doing like a prayer and asking for permission before you do that. So do you mind um, explaining a little bit about your process when you're like getting some of these herbs or plants for your smudge and your prayer and your process with all of that? Uh in just about all the cultures, there's there's something. And in the natives, we always have tobacco. Mm -hmm. Or you can use cornmeal if you feel you want to use cornmeal. Uh, whatever you feel is a gift because you're giving something. Because you're going to take something. Mm -hmm. You're going to a plant. And the plant is alive. It can hear you. It understands. So we take the tobacco and we ask God to bless the tobacco. Because you always go to God first. Everything came from that process. Like it, we all came, like birthed into creation. Mm -hmm. So in the natives is the first thing is acknowledging God, telling God, you know, all of this stuff. And you got the tobacco and you connect with the earth. And you do the prayer and then you talk to the plant with the tobacco. Well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to harvest you and I'm going to use you for this reason. And these are the things I'm going to do. I'm going to use you in ceremony and different other things. And then there's people that are out there that need sage and that. And so I'm going to ask all of these, the earth, the creator, the plants and that for a blessing and all of this stuff. And because you're going to, by taking a piece of the plant, you're killing it. Mm -hmm. And and you want to respect it. You want to use it in a really, really beautiful way. And you want to, you know, use this in a way that's truthful so you give that tobacco in, and then the tobacco, I mean, the plant sacrifices a piece of itself. And there's a blessing and there's an energy. So when you burn that, it releases something. It, it does something different than just picking it. Mm -hmm. And it's like the Chinese, uh, you go into, say, Buddhist temples or you go into a Chinese person's home. They have a little altar and they'll have their ancestors on it. And they'll take incense, you know, with the incense and they'll say their prayers and they're like this, the incense and 
to give to their ancestors the incense and then they'll put a little bit of orange a little bit of rice and that may feed the spirits they give something to the spirits in the natives we do that with our angels and our guides and our ancestors we do a ceremony and we feed them for all the love all the good things because they did this before us they've created this path for us to walk into the future so their prayers and their blessings some of them are thousands of years old that are still helping and doing things for you so you do a thank you and, and sometimes you take food and that and you might want to light a fire somewhere and say a prayer and put some sage and food and tea and other things into the fire and say, well, this is to feed my ancestors. If you have animal spirits, bears, whatever, if you know a bear spirit is with you, give them some blueberries, give them some apples, give them something he really enjoys and nourishes his energy and that. It's just connects you even more with the God source because God comes in many, many kinds of energies and things that just love you and want to help you in so many ways. Right. Yeah. When my boyfriend passed away a few years ago, we were in Thailand and um, their culture over there, they were telling us is like very similar when they have people that have passed, they'll like um, keep them at their home and like feed them for like a week or two. And so we kind of did that same process for like every day, um, one of the ladies that was with us would talk to him nice. and like bring him a meal um, to like and I don't know I would I was not a spiritual person or anything at the time so I was like what is going on like how did they know but like they literally brought him meals that like he wanted like just days before he passed away like it was it was crazy yeah. um so yeah very very interesting how the, a lot of those cultures so a lot of natives they call it a wake the Irish have a wake. You ever see an Irish wake? They're amazing. Like they, what they do is they take the coffin with the body and they stand it in a corner. Okay. And for four days they sing and they dance and they drink and everything and they tell stories. Okay. And and you can see this. Like some people will share a wake on on YouTube or you'll see it in movies and that. But they really do that to honor the spirit. Mm -hmm. The natives they have a wake and and they'll put the coffin and they'll lay it out. Mm -hmm. some of them will stand it up but most of them lay it out and you can come and view it and and you put your hand on it and you talk to the person and you know they'll they'll say do you want to come up and share some stories so you go oh, yeah sure and you'll put your chair beside and you'll tap them on the chest or whatever whoever's the person in there mm -hmm. and you'll share stories about the person about your laughters about your challenges about the things you've done and you, you want to feed him. So maybe, you know, he likes tea and he likes certain things. So you make a little plate and some tea and you'll put it on his chest while you're sitting there and you're sharing this. And it's neat because if you're at a native wake, these little children, they're really curious. They'll go over and they'll be looking in the guy's eyeball and they'll be doing this and that. They're pulling on his ears. They're trying to figure out why he's laying there, right? Yeah. And, and they knew him while he was awake. And we don't see it as a wrong. We see it. And for four days, they joke and they tell stories and they feed the spirits. After four days, it's like, okay, now he can go. His spirit is filled because everybody is so filled with joy and laughter and they've eaten and they've shared and done everything. Now his spirit can go to the other side and be happy. Right. So there, there's old ways and a lot of cultures pretty well had that we're all nomadic and we all honored spirit in some way like that mm -hmm. yeah very interesting I had like never heard of that before and so of course like it was a big shock to me but I can obviously like you're explaining there's a lot of cultures that do do that so 
very yeah if you go on youtube and you look out uh, i think it's bhutan uh there's a culture of natives there and all their ancestors they keep them they mm -hmm. keep their their they don't like uh, they put them someplace in a coffin and then they bring them out and every year they celebrate their ancestors and that there's some really really cool videos and they explain their ceremonies and the way they do things and that and it, it it takes away this this thing of death because we have this body we transitioned when we were born we stepped into this body and then when we're finished we're going to just step back into the real world as the universe and we step in and out of these different worlds to separate from creator and the love and the bigger things. So we come in here to learn maybe a hundred thousand lives to learn what we need to. And then once we're finished, we go back into that bigger thing and we search other worlds and galaxies. Because in the Bible, it says, God says, I made everything forever for whatever you want to learn and grow, whatever experiences, it's mm -hmm. there for you to go and play. One day you'll come back to me and you'll know everything. Yeah, I think that's like definitely something we just miss in some of these like more um, Western cultures, like growing up in, I grew up in Catholicism for the most part, and it's not like death is just sad and you, you mourn and you have a funeral and that's it, right? There's no, like these other cultures, I think it, it really magnifies that the person is still somewhere in in the realm of the universe and not just gone for a lot of the cultures we believe in reincarnation we believe they just step to the other side and they're going to come back so there's a joy of life on that side and this side in the native some of them they say the happy hunting grounds always oh, gone to the happy hunting grounds he'll come back and visit when my granddad left at 17 and he told me, he says, there is no good vibes. There is no such thing. He says, maybe in a million years, you will be my granddad or you'll be my mom or my dad. He says, but we will be together again. He says, there is no such thing. In my language, in, 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 um, in my culture, that we don't have a word for goodbye. We, we never had that. Um, there are certain ways of saying things, but there was never a good goodbye because they never understood it. They knew you would come back again and somewhere you would be together and you would carry on and do things. Like they said, he said, I would be his grandmother or grandfather or his mom or his dad. And that reality somewhere will go on or we'll be brothers or sisters or something in another lifetime. And he told me this, and these are things he instilled in me. And like I say, up until 17, and he would tell me things at that time, sometimes didn't quite make sense. And he said, one day you'll understand it. He's way in the future. <laughs> and you learn, you read, you study, and one day you're going to sit down, you'll understand all these things. Mm -hmm. So that, like, the way that he explained that, it's like we cycle in and out with these same kind of soul groups or soul families and we find yep. our way back to each other somehow. And some people we have short, short uh, life journeys with with people. Some people, some people come to this planet for just a very short time. They don't want to learn much. They come here out of curiosity and they do things and then they move on to other worlds. Like some people think this is the only world, and I'm like, there's a lot more. There's so many other kinds of things, and the soul is curious. If the soul is indestructible. God created it and it's indestructible. It's not something he's going to destroy. 
So the soul is like a curious little child. It just wants to know and know and know. And you're just going to keep reincarnating and bodies and languages and worlds and doing things and exploring and learning because your soul is like, damn, I want to know everything. So if you go back to God, you got no more questions. Mm -hmm. It's quite amazing. Yeah. And what is your take then on loved ones that have passed versus like spirit guides? Because I know a lot of people um, sometimes maybe think they're the same thing or like what is kind of your take on that so you say you're an old soul then you know that right now you've done 150,000 lives well how many cultures you think you were born into and learned in practice so if you were a Tibetan how long did you do that doing Tibetan Buddhism so you got ancestors and spirits and angels and things from that lifetime mm -hmm. so when you're in India and you're practicing and learning stuff in how many ever lifetimes you got angels, spirit guides, healers, helpers, and whatever is in that that you've learned. And then China, and like I say, North American Indians, Inuvalid. And so you've learned all these different kinds of things. So when they say you have angels and spirits, so they usually come like a big ball of light. And there's lots and lots and lots of them. They, they don't care if you call them names or not names. Some of them are from other lifetimes. Mm -hmm. Some are from this lifetime. Some of them are from the 1600s, whatever. They're all there and they just love the hell out of you. Some of them are hundreds of millions of years old. Mm -hmm. That's why in the natives, we say grandmothers and grandfathers. We don't define them as angels or Arcturians or angels or whatever. We just know there's something very, very loving. Mm -hmm. And they come and they want to assist you in different ways. But yes, we have like, say your grandmother passed away and she really loved you as a child and she went to the other side and then the universe says, well, you want to hang around and be her angel for a while. You don't want to reincarnate right now. You want to see her fulfill her life journey. So she comes back, hangs around you every now and then. It's like you hear grandma or you can smell her perfume or whatever it was. She finds a way to let you know she's there. Okay. And she's trying to do that to make you realize there's this connection and you don't have to. So if there's something you need an answer for, you're just like, hey, grandma, are you there? Can you look into the universe? Well, I want to go to a sweat lodge or I want to do this kind of ceremony. If this is on my path, can you help with this? And she's going to look for a way to bring that into your life. That's prayer. Prayer is whatever is around you is hearing and God is going to bless it because you designed your whole life. All these spirits and that were there when you're an angel saying this is the body and this is the life. And they're all, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And they're all like putting up their hands. You're like, yeah, come on. The party's on. I want my gang. I'm going to be coming in here and you guys better fulfill what you need to do. So some of them are there to watch over you, to watch you go through certain things. And then when it's done, they step away. Another one comes in and it helps you in its way. So there's lots of them and they're, they're, they're very, very loving and beautiful. And what are some ways that people can like better connect with their guides? I know a lot of the time you say like just talking to the universe and asking for things, but for people who say they have a hard time connecting, um, what would be like your best piece of advice for, for people? So one of the things is who's around me, who's there that's helping me. Because that's a really specific question. Mm -hmm. Somewhere if you ask it long enough, the universe or whoever's around you is going to find a way to get that message through. 
if you are afraid and you can't open up your own abilities, you might come across somebody who's a channeler who sees the spirit around you that gives you all the information. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes in your sleep, they will come in and they will literally talk to you. Sometimes you're sitting there in a meditation and you'll hear a certain name. Like angels have all kinds of names. Like there's a Zadikiel, there's all kinds of sandal tone. Uh -huh. like joshua ben joseph the later they called him jesus christ well before he was joshua and ben joseph they say he was a guy named sananda so there's lots of different kinds of names so they will give you something but it's really in your heart do you really want to know this it's like do i have animal spirits uh -huh. because the chinese they have that they have special animals and things different cultures in the natives as we have an animal in each direction so what's my animal in the north that helps me and in the north is the white people but they say that's where god and the ancient wisdom came from <clears throat> so if you have white animals coming to you then it's saying you're connected to the north and these animals are helping you and it's very ancient and it's connected to the universe you got an animal in the east well if you look at when you're born you're born in the north and then you start journeying to the east so from the time of being a baby until you're a teenager you get into the east so i always say it's red it's the natives and that they're in the east and so if you have an animal that shows up that's red then you're connected to the east or something there there's something to learn and it's there and i always say these angels disguise themselves as animals but animals have knowledge they know how to heal they know how to take care of their bodies they know the medicines they know the seasons they know all kinds of things so if an animal comes to you, it's trying to help you. It's trying to give you answers, knowledge. It's trying to teach you things. If you have the bear come to you, then the bear is going to give you strength. It's going to do things. And the bears were all around the world. Mm -hmm. Every country, everywhere you went, there was a bear. So the bears ate roots, berries, herbs. Like you look at a black bear when it goes into hibernation up to seven, eight months, and it just lives off his fat. Well, it has to eat a lot of good things so it doesn't get sick and die. It doesn't eat poison and bad stuff. It's like, I better put this on to keep myself, you know, healthy. So if you have that coming, like in the, a lot of the native cultures, they want the bear medicine. They say a lot of the elders and the medicine people, they have the bear. Because whatever you need from the earth, the bear, you can ask it and it's going to teach you about the roots, the berries, the medicines, the plants, whatever it is that you need to use in a way that's going to make you healthy or somebody else. Yeah, we can learn so much from just tracking and being around the natural world and animals in general. I think like even our pets that are in our houses. Because a lot of people will ask me, well, what's my animal spirit? I'm like, go back in your mind, right? As far back as you can think and try to remember all the different animals that showed up over and over and over and over. And just write them down as you're doing it. And the one that jumps out is probably one of them. And then you can say, if this is so, well, it's going to come into my dreams. And then start showing up in your dreams and different things. Uh -huh. I know one of mine is an owl and I actually got a tattoo as a tribute to my owl guide. Very nice. Uh -huh. Because the owl is like in the Arctic, the snowy owl, it flies around day or night. And to the in Uvaluit and the people in the Arctic, the snowy owl, because even in big storms, it'll guide you through storms. And like I say, it hunts in the in the summer, even in the daytime. So 
it's not just nocturnal. So you have owls that are in the night and you got owls that are in the day. So if you need help in the daytime, you call on certain owls. If you need help in the nighttime, you call on other owls. And this will link you in and somehow they will show and help you because they, they have different things to assist you. Yeah. And for, so I know a lot of people that have like either lost loved ones or whatever will often say that like their signs will often sometimes be some form of bird. Mm -hmm. What do you think it, it is about birds that is such a common, um, I don't know, like, I guess sign, but I know even for you, like the story about your feather that was given to you by someone, mm -hmm. what is it about birds that like for an animal that is so like such a strong messenger, I guess you could say. Uh, a lot of people that I know, they find dimes. Some people find feathers. Mm. Some people, it's other things. The spirit decides what they're going to connect with you. Yeah. But for animals, I feel like birds are just such a common, you know what I mean? Like Because the thing is, the birds, they fly higher and higher and higher. And they're yeah. connected to something. It's they're like the eagles say, they say the eagle flies the highest. So right. he's connected to God. Okay. So that that symbolism and all that stuff like that it there's something bigger in it mm -hmm. in the ancient times there were people called beast masters okay and so say an eagle is flying over you and you're a beast master and in your mind you tell the eagle can i see through you there's something you can show me or help me i need your help and the eagle gives permission and all of a sudden you're seeing through this eagle and it's connected to you and it realizes you need help or needs to see something. And so it'll fly and land somewhere and it'll allow you to see through it. Once it does, then your energy comes back into your body and you have your answer. It's, it's a really, really neat thing because we can send little pieces of our energy places. Mm -hmm. and, and people don't do this and they don't fully understand it all so the more you understand spirituality and energy knows no distance no time no anything so wherever your focus is that's where you can be right and to connect with an animal it has to give permission because you're going to go inside its energy mm -hmm. so if it's giving energy your permission then it's going to allow you to enter in and see through this mm -hmm. so like I say, for everybody, there's beliefs and beliefs either block you or they empower you. Mm -hmm. And some people, when somebody dies, they believe that's it. So even though the spirits are there and slapping them and doing everything, they just don't connect. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can smell apple pies all day and it just doesn't ring a bell, you know. Spirits mm -hmm. could be slamming the door and breaking cups nothing's going on up here it's like no nope, they're dead they don't exist and then yet they'll go to psychics and spirituals and they go to channelers and you know is my dead relatives around me well didn't they just break 50 cups in your kitchen didn't they just rip the door off and throw it through the air it's like you know but inside their minds they're so closed because of fear yeah and when you connect with these things with beliefs, it's very, very powerful. And like I say, there's a link, there's a connection. And some people are really connected to birds. Some people are really connected to the four legs. Some people are creepy crawlers. Some are to the trees and other things. So everybody has a different kind of vibration. And the more you open up to these things, the bigger and more um, things become a part of your reality. 
I always think of it just as a great mystery. That's to me, the creator is the great mystery because mm -hmm. it's in everything and knows everything. And yet it's so mysterious sometimes that it just blows your mind. You're just in awe of it all. And you're just like, oh, you know, imagine creating all of this and being a part of it all. And, and all. It's, it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I know you were obviously saying that fear is like um, sometimes that obstacle for people's ability to connect. And I know we listened to your podcast episode with Mercedes and Ian, and they were asking you about alcohol. So like, would you mind sharing a little bit about how substances can affect um, people's ability to connect and like how that works with your spirit and all that? Because we thought it was well. <laughs> in, in the natives in the natives we call it muddying ourselves so when you drink you want to shut yourself off you don't want to hear you don't want to see you don't want to know so a lot of natives they get tired of seeing and picking up and knowing things because it's a cultural thing and you grow up in it and then you just become aware and some people they get very irritated so they'll use drugs or alcohol and stuff to muddy yourself and, and bring your energy down and it, it, they say part of your soul leaves you like the more you drink in that or do drugs, a piece of you leaves you until you finally clear up. So say you drank for a few days and afterwards you just feel so awful. And for about four days, you just don't feel good. It's like something's not right. After four days, boom, oh, now I'm back. And you start feeling really good. And like, ooh, it's Friday. I'm going to go get drunk again. And your energy is gone. You feel like shit for about four days. Boom, your energy's back. Oh, it's Thursday night. Whoa, tomorrow's Friday. I'm getting drunk again. Your <laughs> spirit is like trying to get in. It's like, no, yeah, spirit's like, I just got back. <laughs> yeah. So when you look up the word alcohol and you go back far enough, uh, originally it was alcohol. And the Muslims knew. And, and it, it, alcohol means soul eater. I read up a lot of scientific studies and things about alcohol and what it does to the body and everything. And actually it's a poison and it's not even good. It's a very, very mild poison and it destroys the body slowly over a long period of time. So in our native ceremonies, uh, we always ask people, if you're gonna come to the sweat lodge, please don't do any alcohol or drugs four days before because we want your soul in your body. We want you to have a big experience. We want you to be connected so spirit and everything. And if you come there and like I say, things can happen sometimes, you know, it can do things that are not good. So we want people to really, really be conscious and aware. And alcohol, it, it, it separates you. It, it distorts things and it actually brings your energy down and uh, it does something to the mind. It, it changes and alters things because it's really interesting. You'll see a really timid person. You give them a few drinks. The next thing, they're Superman. They're jumping off roofs and they're like bouncing off things. And But when they're sober, it's just like they sit in the corner and they're just, you know, and then when they get drunk, it's like, oh, this guy you know, can run through brick walls and all kinds of totally. stuff. So it, it really, really does things. But it, it's, it's something. And, and the body is a sacred temple. And, and you really understand this, like there's lots of cultures and that they try to make you aware that when you get your body and your soul comes into it, it is, it's a sacred temple. Your chakras are very, very sacred because the front chakras are everything in this lifetime from your first breath to your last. One. Your back chakras are all your past lives and all your future lives. So they're like uh, movie theaters. If you know how to go in there, you can see a person's life. You can see everything about them.
and and you can know all kinds of things and I can say there's a lot of people that understand they go in and out of this this is where I get permission if I'm doing a clearing on either one of you I'm like I don't want to look in you I don't want to open your chakras I don't want to do all of that I'm going to ask your guides to show me things because you're sacred I don't know why right digging around and you're pulling things apart. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a mechanic. Oh, yeah, I'm just throwing shit down. I'll do this and do that. They don't know. I'm going to just push this stuff in them or whatever. <laughs> and I'll say, okay, your angels and guides, they know who you are all your lifetimes. They know your future lives. So do I have permission? And the angels or spirits come to me and they're like, this is what needs to happen for the person. This is there and it doesn't belong. And we don't want it there and they don't need it. So this has to go. And now this needs to come in. And you clean all of that up and the front chakra is open and all of a sudden you start attracting and manifesting things and all kinds of stuff. And this is where in manifestation being very clear, you want to be clear. And so if you're drinking and doing drugs and that you're distorted, there's, there's something that's not there and you're not thinking clear and something's pulling you in a way because it wants to be fed. There are energies that are attached to alcohol or drugs and other things and they want you to feed them. So they're going to mess with your head. They're going to do anything. They're going to make you think silly. Oh, that person over there is going to you know, do this. And they want you to get mad at that person and not trust them and all kinds of stuff. So this is where you realize your body is sacred. What you eat, what you do to it. You want to put every beautiful thing. You want to prolong its life. If you can prolong it and live a million years, God bless you. Because I really believe we're at the age of Aquarius and I believe people are going to live for hundreds of years. We're not going to live 80 years because you don't learn nothing in that. I always tell people I'm going to be 250 years old and people laugh at me and I'm like, I'm going to be 250 years old. And I know other people will be 500 years or more older. Why not? There's lots to learn, lots to do. So yeah. this, this is the beauty of it all. And you really realize the preciousness and the goodness because these energies are sacred and they all came when you created this body and then put your soul in it. It's, it's uh, like I say, it's one of the most beautiful machines and, and we don't know how to operate it. We don't understand how to be the masters of our mind. We don't know how to work with our chakras and our energy. And that's where you want to grow spiritually and say, okay, creator, grandmothers, grandfathers, Whoever my ancestors, my guiding angels, my avatars, gurus, teachers, come on in and teach me this. Yeah, we found that just so interesting when we when we listened to their episode, their podcast episode. And um, in that you touched on the energy clearings that you do. And I know we've both received clearings from you in the workshops that we've taken part in. And you blew my mind with like just one of the pieces of information that you gave me when you were doing my clearing and it was just very um, fitting for what I was dealing with at the time and so when you are getting that information like you said it's our it's the person's spirit guides that's kind of showing you what yeah they it's, it's your, angels, your angels your ancestors whoever is the ones that love love you and are around you and this is where it's like even tarot readers like they don't go into your energy you shuffle cards and they tell you, think of three things. Yeah. And you're putting the energy in the cards. And you keep thinking of these questions and you put it down, you go there and they say, well, cut it now. And you cut it. And they, as soon as they grab the deck of cards, that energy is in there. And all, all of a sudden in their mind, it's like this TV turns on. And all the things you want answers and that, it's like angels sticking different kinds of TV movies and they switch a the channel. We need you to see this, say that, do this, do that. 
So when a person is really authentic, all your spirits, they get really excited. They want you to know things. And this is where I'm, I let them, you know, show me. It's like, well, I'm, I'm God. I know everything. So I'm just going to tell her what I want. It's like, that's a fool's errand, right? So your angels give me something. I just tell you. And whatever it is, if it's true, it's going to get proven to you. And it's not something I'm trying to find. And I enjoy doing that because I see how it helps and changes people. And it's not about me when I do these things. It's about the person that's receiving. And this is where when I'm channeling or I'm doing energy work or I'm in ceremony, I want to be grounded and clear. Whatever I'm doing for the person, I want it to bring the biggest into their lives. And I want it to stay. I want it to do something big. Because you both have the abilities. Both of you can be clear channels. It can be whatever. It's, and you want to heal. You want to help. And that. And the universe knows this. And your guys are like, oh, man, we got to scramble and start making things happen here. you know. And each door you open, it's just going to be one more blessing after another. Yeah, well, maybe we should wrap things up. I feel like we could talk to you for hours. And we might have to have you back on at some point if you're willing. But do you mind just sharing a little bit um, with listeners about your offerings? Um, Obviously, you're in Penticton, but I know you do travel around to other places in BC. Um, So just a little bit about your clearings and workshops and everything like that. Uh, most of our stuff, people can just go to our website. It's written there. Uh, we just put up workshops. We're in West Kelowna at a friend's uh, yoga studio. Uh, we have two workshops coming up this month, right? Yeah, two this month. And people ask us to come places. And we have friends up in um, Nelson area and all that, all in that area, the Kootenays. And they know us and we've been going in and out. And so people want us and I always tell people, if you want us to come in an area and do some clearings, we're willing to drive there. If you have a bunch of people that, you know, it's worth our time and our energy and that to do that. And our clearings are either a half an hour or 50 minutes and they're both priced. Like I say, it's on our, our website. Mm-hmm. Um, I love doing teachings. I love sitting with people. Um, We do a meditation that's uh, online and uh, like you pay a monthly thing. You get like the first hour is just teachings, whatever's channel, whatever's going to happen. And then because I don't believe in a quiet meditation, I believe the universe, there's always sounds, colors, there's always things going on and people have abilities and things, but they don't understand it. So in our meditation, it's, you sit there, we allow God to send energy through us. And if we're focusing on one of you, we ask that energy go to that person. And then is there a message or something I need to share with that person? We just let God bring that through and we sit and then, like I say, the TV turns on, you tell that person things. We have a friend over in Europe, and every time we channel to him, he gets all these messages and stuff goes on, and he's always blown away by it, because sometimes it's like really strange, like, oh, that didn't make sense, and then later he'll say, oh, yeah, you remember you said this, and all this stuff happened, and it was like right in alignment with it all, and that's where your mind opens in your third eye and other things, and it's not about trying to force it, it's about relaxing and being happy and It's not trying to prove anything because when you're under stress and you're under fear and you're under other kinds of things, there's blood pressure and blood pushes and the pineal is so, so super sensitive. 
it really loves when you're happy. And when you're relaxed, you're in joy and you feel really good and you're trying to meditate, boom, that lotus flower just explodes out of your head and things just go on. It's, it's quite beautiful. And to sit with 10, 11 people or, or even six people and you're doing this and a per six people are focusing on you, that's a lot of energy. You get yeah. to receive all of this, you get messages and that. And then once they switch to another person, you're like, okay, it's my turn. Now I'll ask God to let energy run through. And is there something I can share with this person? We've had people come to our meditations where they're like, all I see is black. All I see is black is what they keep saying. I'm like, well, you just keep coming. And then after a period of time, it's like, boom. And then they see in technicolor. Then they start hearing things and all kinds of stuff. And it just <laughs> activates things. But somewhere they stop trying to force things because Meditation is not about forcing. It's about relaxing. It's about finding your rhythm. Some people, they, they meditate by walking. Some people meditate by riding bikes. There's, there's different things. And once you figure it out and you start enjoying it, then you can sit down and meditate. You can close your eyes and allow a lot of magic to go on. So hopefully that, that helps with some of the things. And like I say, you can go to our site. Uh, we post things there and it's all written up for people to look at if they're interested in anything. Right. And what is your website again? Foxdreamer.com. Okay. Dot com. And you have an Instagram as well and you're going TikTok viral. So people can yes. also stay tuned for those videos. It's super exciting. Uh, there's uh, videos on YouTube also. Okay. If a person wants to look on there, people have been posting. I've had done interviews and other things. So. There's stuff out there. Oh, perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Joe, for joining us. That was okay. just so much fun to learn from you today. Okay, we'll do this another day. We'll set something up again another time. Thanks for listening. To support us, please rate, review, subscribe, and share. And we'll see you next week for our next episode of the Soul Connection Duo podcast. <laughs>